All right. Happy Sunday as it is September 3rd, 2023. I am sitting in the dining area of Mindy Reimer and I am really excited to um, visit with Mindy. I know a lot of you know and love her. She is a sweet soul. So Sister Reimer, would you take a moment and start by telling us where you grew up and some things about your childhood that you'd like to share? Yeah, Patty, thank you for being here. Um, so I grew up, I was born in Salt Lake City, Utah, um, and born to real good parents. They are some of the best people I know. Um, they have just loved me and love others unconditionally, and I'm so grateful for that. So I was born in Salt Lake and lived basically in the Salt Lake area, Sandy, Cinderville, and Bountiful. That's where I grew up. I am the third of six children, so I have five siblings, four brothers, and one sister. Um, growing up, I think some of the best things that I loved about growing up were things that we just did together as a family. Um, we camped a lot. That was something we, my mom's family really loved, and we did a lot with our extended family cousins and, and second cousins, and just good, good memories. Camping, um, yard work was actually a really good memory for me. <laughs> I loved it. I remember hating weeding and all that, but there was something about doing it all together that was really cool. And, and my dad always did this thing at the end. Well, maybe not always, but I remember often at the end of the day, he would be maybe spraying off the concrete, the patio, and he would spray off our feet. So they were clean, but he would also play with us in the water. And it was just a really wonderful way to end a summer day. Um, other memories I have, um, were playing with my siblings. Like I loved that. I, we would spend, so four of us, the first four children in my family were born in four years, my poor mother, but we loved it. I mean, we were just so close growing up all through, all through our growing up years. Um, but as young children, it was so fun to play in the sandbox together and imagine things together. And we created um, plans for the future that we would do together. Just so fun. Such a good, such good memories. Um, I loved going to school with them and playing with them. Um, and then some other fond memories are my, so my sister came when I was about six years old. So we're about six years apart. So sharing a room with a sister, having a little sister, I loved that. I was not always the best big sister, um, but I loved having a sister. And then my youngest brother came four, four more years after that. And I loved helping, have, having a baby around, a baby sibling to help, help my mom with and help her around the house. Um, I loved summers with my mom. My mom made summers really special, but very simple. We would sit on the porch um, for lunch. We'd have um, cottage cheese and canned peaches, and she would read to us stories from the adventures of, uh, I don't know, Freddy the Frog or something like that. <laughs> anyway, just great memories of that. And my dad was really good at making simple errands feel like a date like a fun date night and he would take us, take me on errands with him. And I always felt so special. Um, and the copies and things that I did growing up, I was pretty shy, which is funny. Cause I started dance when I, my mom and dad put me in dance when I was three 
And so I did dance all the way through um, the end of high school. I loved to dance and I specifically loved ballet um, and then ended with being on our high school dance team, which I loved. Um, I we moved a few times in those small, you know, those close towns to each other. And it was hard for a shy person, but I learned there's good people everywhere. And it was always good to get to know, know new people. So my brothers, um, I have two older brothers and then two younger brothers, but the brothers just right on either side of me became my very best of friends during high school. We would talk all night about girls for them and boys for me and things going on in our, our lives. And I just, I cherish those times. So it's kind of growing up. That's sweet. That is really sweet. All right. So um, education after high school, what, did, did you pursue education or I did. what did you do? Yeah. So I applied for college in high school. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. Nobody, mm-hmm. I, my brother, oldest brother had applied for college before his mission, but I don't think he had gone, I think. And so, um, and my dad, I think had done a couple of years of college, but never graduated. So I just didn't know what I was doing. But I had friends who were applying, so I applied to BYU and I applied to the University of Utah and just went with it. But by time everything kind of got figured out and I was accepted at BYU, I I didn't have money to go there. And I wasn't able to, I knew I wouldn't be able to pay my way. To, and I was really sad about that, but I just decided I'll just work and eventually I'll figure it out. But um, my dad's cousin was a professor at BYU and heard I had been admitted and called and offered for me to live with them. And so I was able to go down and, and start start my college um, at BYU. And um, I only went a year and a half because uh, I stopped going so I could help Brad get through school once we were married and stuff. But now, I a few years ago, I started... Um, Back to school. I always wanted to go back. Okay, so in college, I remember I was in elementary ed was my major, and I wanted to. I had this class, and there was this older lady in our class. She's probably younger than I am now, but she seemed so old, and she would ask all the questions, and we could have been out of class mm-hmm. so much sooner. And I remember being so annoyed with her enthusiasm for learning, and. That's who I am now. I'm this older lady who wants, I love it. I love it. I started with Pathway and I'm doing Pathway Worldwide. So I did a, a certificate at Enzyme College through Project Met with Project Management. And now I'm doing an, a certificate at BYUI and I'll get my bachelor's there in business management. And I have a dream of maybe one day getting a master's in organizational behavior. That's what I love. So I love learning how people feel motivated to do their best in whatever position they are and how they work with others in their organization and then how organizations work with each other. It's a passion I I think I developed serving on a ward council and I just have loved I've loved it ever since. So that's what I'm interested in for That's great education. How much longer do you have? I have no idea. Oh, okay. So probably a few years. Oh, okay. Depending on how fast or slow I go. So you're enjoying the journey. That's great that you can go at your pace. That's yes. amazing. Yeah. And you don't have to actually go to a facility to Oh my gosh. So nice. Changed. Just do it and I 
Love Pathway has been really awesome because a lot of my classes are with students from all over the world. And it's humbling to learn with such wonderful people in all different circumstances and life experiences. So I get to have often like a meeting once a week with different class members. And wow, that's, that's really cool. Fascinating. Yeah. So you mentioned that you stopped because you had to put Brad through school. Yeah. So when does, when did Brad come into the picture? So I met Brad the day before I started my freshman year at BYU, <laughs> but I didn't meet him at BYU. Oh, <laughs> So Brad and my oldest brother served their missions in Ireland together and they were companions and became just the best of friends. And so Brad started writing our family and then they were companions a second time together just before Brad ended his mission. He ended his mission about a year before my brother. So he came home and he's from um, over near Seattle but he had family in in Utah. And so he had come down to visit his family and wanted to meet our family. And, and so we met on a Sunday morning and drove up to my family. We met there in Orem and drove up to my family's house in Bountiful. And my brother was, uh, my second brother was speaking to leave for his mission. And we spent the day together. And at the end of the day, he asked me out and that's, yeah, we, we went on two dates before he went back home. And then we had a wonderful courtship of long distance, long distance phone calls, which mm-hmm. cost money mm-hmm. back then, which our parents hated us for. And then letters, not even email. I know email existed barely, but we have letters and that's how we got to know each other. And it was actually really scary to be back together again four months later to wow. see if we were going to really like each other, but we did. So did. yeah. So he was here in Seattle. Mm-hmm. Was he going to school or no, he was working. Okay. And then four months later is when he went back, he had been attending Rick's college before his mission. And so he went back to Rick's college. So we still have long distance, mm-hmm. but met on the weekends at my family's house and just got to know each other that way. So great. So you dated for how long then before you were married? Well, we knew each other a year, Okay. so we were engaged probably about five months. We had a longer engagement because we wanted to wait for my brother to come home oh, from gotcha. his mission in Ireland. So we got married a week after he got home. So <laughs> That's good timing. <laughs> Welcome home. So then you moved back to BYU-Idaho then, or Rick's no, at the time? No, or? Brad transferred to BYU. Okay. And we, yeah. So I went one more semester with him at school. Our first semester married, we went. I only had part-time at then we decided to make it through without debt. We needed to both go, or I needed to work. And so he finished his degree and then children started coming and yeah, the focus was on family then. Yeah, well, great. So how long have you been here then? Tell us how you got to Spokane. Okay, so we moved to Spokane 19 years ago, almost um, in like 10 days, it'll be 19 years. Wow. So, or no. Wait, I'm wrong. It was a month ago. We moved into this house. Anyway, um, Brad works. So he graduated with his bachelor's in social work, and then he got his master's in social work at BYU. And he works for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and he is in for family services. And so when he was hired, he was hired in a big group of um, graduates and Throughout the next year, people were placed throughout the United States in different areas of where they were, where they would work. And 
We waited almost the full year. We were nervous because a lot of his friends were back east and I was not, I was shy. I was not ready to be that far from my family. <laughs> so we were really grateful when we were given the choice to live in Boise or Spokane. And so we prayed and fasted about it with our kids and our little six-year-old Brendan said, it's, it's Spokane. And the rest of us said, yeah, it's Boise. So we all felt Boise and that's what Brad let his employer know that we would take the position in Boise. And then a day later they called back and said, that position's not available. You'll be going to Spokane. Wow. So, um, when we, when I got that phone call from Brad, I was so great. I'm so grateful for Revelation. I just went into the, our bedroom and knelt at the end of our bed and just asked Heavenly Father if that's what he wanted for us. And it was, and it was so much easier to move that far away from family and have an open mind and be excited and happy because I knew it's where God want, wants us to be. So. So he graduates from BYU and then you come here mm-hmm. pretty much. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And you've raised your family here. And yeah. Yeah, like we heard today in Sakurat meeting, your little one is leaving yeah. tomorrow. She's our Spokane baby. She's our only Spokane baby. She was born 12 days after we moved into this house. Oh, and so she made us just love this place even more because she just helped us feel get roots here. People were so good to us. A lot of the people who are still in this area like just took care of our family and welcomed us and helped us through that kind of crazy transition time with having a baby and everything but yeah so wow 19 years super yeah so um we talked about then how you met brad and your children um tell us about your children tell us how many you have i guess okay so we have five five children and we um, we love our family. They're amazing people, and it's a privilege, a privilege to be in a family with them. So Jordan is our oldest, and he um, he's a hard worker. He loves to learn new things and apply himself to new things and be become really good at them. It's fun to watch him do that. And he's married to Megan, who we call Moog. Her nickname is Moog. And Moog is creative. She's super intelligent, very witty. Mm-hmm. Um, and she loves art. And so they are married. They live in Saratoga Springs in Utah. And they have two of the most amazing people in the world, our grandkids. So Ollie and Lark. Um, our second son is Brendan. And he is... One of the most genuine people you'll meet. He is very creative. He always made up fun, creative games for us to play as a family. And he um super smart and capable. He's married to Kira and she is just amazing. She if she puts her mind to something, she accomplishes it. She's organized, she's efficient, she's capable. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. awesome to watch her go. She could, she can accomplish anything. Um, and then our third child is Megan and she is currently living in Rexburg. Um, she goes to BYUI and Meg is one of like just the most loving people you'll ever meet. Like she, she has been here with us for about six weeks and just had a job and the people that she's leaving 
she's crying and they're crying. Like they're mm-hmm. already dear friends. She's just good with people. And, um, and then Lena, she lives in daybreak, Utah, South Jordan area, um, with her husband, Nick. And Lena is, um, she's someone who she's loyal. She's just so loyal. She wants to connect with people and she values that connection so much that she'll be loyal to it. And she's also creative. She loves to read. Um, it's fun to watch her learn right now. She's at school at BYU. Um, her husband, Nick, like for me, he's like a Brad. (laughs) He's just so good and kind just a, one of the best men. And he's, um, very careful with people and careful with our daughter. And, and he is funny too. <laughs> and then our last is Sarah. So Sarah's getting ready. We'll drive her down to BYUI tomorrow. So she's excited and ready to leave. She's creative, fun. She probably, I love something most about her is her integrity. She really strives to live what she believes. So it's amazing to be like a mom of those people but to be so in awe of those people. They are amazing. And it's, like I said, a privilege to get to be in a family with them. So how sweet. I love listening to you tell their gifts. They're, what, what they have way have? more, but yeah. <laughs> that, that is beautiful. Great. All right. Well, let's talk about some turning points that have happened in your life because we all have them. So let's let's get the good stuff. Okay. So turning points one was in seminary in probably 10th grade. Mm -hmm. I don't remember the question. I don't remember the assignment, but I knew I was supposed, I know I was supposed to be at the front of the room explaining a reason for something or explaining something. And I said, I know the answer that I gave was that I wanted to be a a stay-at-home mom. And I remember that my seminary teacher, don't remember his name, but I remember that he asked me why. And I had to defend my reasoning. And in that moment, I knew that that's what I needed to do. I need to fight for me, for my kids to be able to stay at home for whatever they needed. I, I know it's not what everyone does and what everyone needs, but I knew for me, that's what I needed to fight for. And so that was a huge turning point for me because I just knew that that would be the most important thing for me while my kids were at home. That's great. Yeah. That was one. Another turning point was meeting Brad. So the summer we were, before we were married, we were going camping with our family and he pulled me aside and he's like, okay, so we're going to be there from Saturday to Monday. Or I think that was the plan. And I said, yeah. He said, so where are we going to church? And I'm like, we're not, we're going camping. We're not going to church. And he said, you know, my covenants are really, really important to me. So if there's a way that we can find for us to be able to still go to church on Sunday while we're camping, I'd really like that. And so I worked with my parents. We found a way to do that. And it's not about going camping and going to church to me. For me, what that was is I learned how devoted he was to our Heavenly Father and our Savior. And that was a way he shows it. And that for me, marrying Brad has been like that. He's just always pointed me like, 
to Christ and pointed me. To, I, I've always known I'm second. I'm second to God and our Savior. Like, that's the most important thing to Him. And because of that, that's made my relationship with my Heavenly Father and our Savior more than it than it was. So, huge turning point for me. Um, and then a third turning point would be um, moving here. Uh, like I said before, I know it's where God wanted us to be. But it has changed me. Um, people here have changed me and I will be forever grateful for that because I like I like who I'm becoming and I think it's because we have been touched by so many good souls here in small ways, in big ways, it's just been the best place. So, um, and probably one last thing, turning point for me was, um, I don't even know how many years ago it's been, but I was struggling with trying to make some changes in my life and I kept feeling like I was hitting this brick wall. Like I try and try and it, just the same results were happening and I didn't know how to do it differently. And I think it was Brad who suggested it, but I did the, um, I used the book book for addiction recovery, the addiction recovery booklet. And I did the steps and I didn't go to meetings at that time or anything, but I went through the steps and, um, step four was a really, really, really difficult thing for me, but I learned so much about the savior and the atonement through that process. It was a long process and a hard process, but it changed changed everything about the gospel for me. It was no longer this list of like do's and be like how I was like these characteristics I was supposed to be, but it was about the savior is this, rely on him and he will help you. He will help you change. He will help you be. He will help you with whatever you're doing. And it just changed everything for me. So that was a huge turning point as well. That's beautiful. Thank you. So it sounds like then, of course, you you were raised in the gospel. I was. And um, so how is it that you continue to keep your testimony strong? Because, you know... Yeah. You're a Utah saint, you know, everybody <laughs> thinks that Utahs are, Utahns are, uh, you know, they come from Mormon stock or else they, they don't. Right. So my dad was a convert and he was baptized just after they were married. And so I feel like, and my mom was raised in a less active home. And so I feel like they were mm-hmm. learning the gospel right along with us. Wow. And so that was a really cool way to be raised. And I feel like the things that I do now are to I think that created it my testimony maybe and that can and then continue to nourish it are things like um I think teaching teaching developed my testimony and it strengthens I was asked to teach primary and I had to learn the scriptures Mm -hmm. right I don't know I think teaching my children 
has been huge for me in, in gaining a testimony. And then those daily devotion things, the things that show God, I love him, like reading my scriptures, connecting with him in prayer, serving others. I think, um, over the past couple of years, I've focused more on repenting daily. And I feel like that is something that strengthens my testimony in ways I did not expect it to. I'm constantly connecting with Heavenly Father and my Savior for the atonement to work in my life. I need it. I need it all the time. And I didn't realize that as as much before, but now I'm seeing how that bolsters my testimony, protects me in hard times, and I need repentance. I need the atonement. So I think those are kind of things. Really beautiful. Well, um, I'm trying to think. Is there anything else that you want to share that maybe we didn't touch on? I didn't ask the right question there. You're doing great. No, no you're doing good. great. I, just, <laughs> I, I can't wait to listen to this again because you always teach me. Oh. Always teach me. And um, so if there's anything else you'd like to add, this is, this is the chance. I can't think of anything, so okay. I think we're good. Okay, so here's our closing question. What does it what does being a follower of Christ mean to you? Okay. I just feel to say, like, I'm so touched by this question and the answers. Like, I've been working last month on some projects in our home and I just listened to these podcasts. I finally got my last one done this last week. And I am so touched by the followers of Christ in our midst. We are really, really blessed to be here, like to be in this ward. And even the people who've moved out that I've listened to, like, it's just powerful. So um, I think it's being like people in Adam's ward. (laughs) But I also think um, a follower of Christ to me is using, using my agency that God gave me, like the one thing I have, using it to choose, choose Christ, to choose to learn about him so I know what he's like, know what he does, and then that makes it so that I can try to do it, do what he does, um, try to be like him. I think connecting with him through the atonement is one of the most powerful ways for me to feel like I'm following him. Like I said, through repenting and then also through the hard stuff we all go through. I am learning more and more about his strength and trusting that he has the power, the strength um, that I need. So I think it's just choosing, choosing him as much as I can. And I hope, I hope he knows how much I love him. Thank you. Thank you. All right. This has been a real treat. Thank you. It's been for me too.